This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Oh, hey! Welcome, 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 my lovely lumps. Or should I say lovely labs? I don't know, they're both good. (laughs) I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. (laughs) Oh, cringe. I couldn't help myself. Anyway, I am your host, Freya Graff, and I am a holistic sex coach and educator and yoni mapping therapist. So basically, I make my living massaging vaginas and teaching people about sex. Yeah, pretty cool. (laughs) So as you can imagine, we are going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up, you're about to receive the sex ed that you'd never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in though, I would like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this podcast, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if y'all are ready, let's flap and do this. Oh, is there such thing as having too many vagina jokes in the one intro? Whatever. I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up the couch. It's the Labia Lounge. Alrighty, my little TMI gremlins. Welcome back to part two of Battle of the Exes. This is a TMI story battle royale, not to be missed. Uh, if you didn't listen to part one last week, I'd highly recommend jumping back and listening to that for a bit of context and just so that you don't miss all of the amazing and juicy chats and stories that we covered in that epi that this one follows on from. But if you're just going to leap in right now, right here, that's also okay. Um, no context necessary. I think you'll still get a lot of lols out of this and probably by the end have developed such a taste for it that you'll go back and listen to that first epi anyway. So get stuck into it. Okay, so I was um I was doing a guy's garden like last year in or like earlier this year in um Brisbane. And they had fucking pumpkins out the wazoo. So they, they gifted me a pumpkin and I was like, sick. You know, I saw it as just like, this is food and then got it home. And then I was like, like, I don't even want that. Like, I don't even want to eat that. And like, so like, I feel like a lot of pumpkins do this. They just kind of hang around the house for a long time because they, they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't show, they don't show obvious signs of going bad for some time. And so they don't, they're not, they're not sitting there like reminding you, like, you gotta fucking eat me. It's like, oh, it's a pumpkin. It'll just be hanging out. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> they just, they just fucking keep hanging out. So there was this one day where I think I finally recognized that this pumpkin wasn't important to me as food. I was like, well, I'm going to make like fuck tons of pumpkin soup. I guess that would be an option, but <laughs> I devised a better use for the pumpkin. Right. So, um, 
Uh, yeah. So Jess, my then partner was at work and I was at home just kind of like come into the kitchen and I'm just like (laughs) seeing the pumpkin in a new light. So I get out a kitchen knife and I, I, I bore a hole in it. Um, I, I preheat the oven. And, um, and I get the pumpkin. I sort of like slather the orifice that I've made with, um, I think it was just coconut oil, you know, wh- whatever oil was on hand, whatever was nearest and, uh, chucked it in the oven for like, like uh-huh. half a 45, just to sort of take the woodiness out of it. And then when it was, when it was, when it was, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You don't want any of no. those edges. And then when it was, uh, <laughs> and then when it was ready, I took it to the bedroom and I fucked it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's just like I'm gonna put my dick in wow. something kind of behavior. But I was like, the potential here, like a pumpkin, and um, and the thing about it was that it was actually it was actually great because. Um, you know, it was like weighty, like it was probably, it could have been like a six kilo pumpkin, you know? And so I just, I, I laid out, I laid out like a, a towel on the bed, like doubled over and, um, you know, got some more oil involved and then just like fucked it. And it like, it, it, it like bounces off the bed. It, it gives like the, the same sort of like physical kind of bounce back that you get if you were like, you know, if you were having sex with someone who was lying face down you know, uh, like the, the prone bone, I believe it's called. Um, it was just, it would just bounce back into me and it was actually like this. Yeah. Like it was actually like I was fucking the pumpkin. I wasn't, I wasn't using the pumpkin to masturbate as much as I was actually fucking the pumpkin. And so then, um, then when, when, uh, everything was sort of finished up, um, you know, I'm like lying there glistening with sweat. Did you eat your cum out of the pumpkin? (laughs) Let me get to that. Um, I'm lying there. Me and the pumpkin are sharing a cigarette, uh, and um, and I was like, you know, we've 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 uh, established at this point that I'm not really squeamish about eating my own cum. So I was just like, uh, okay, well, I'll just like, I can't, I can't put this pumpkin with this like oiled up hole in it back in the kitchen and just be like, <laughs> yeah, we'll eat it at some point. So I cut it up into like chunks that would be appropriate for roasting. And at that point, being completely exhausted and not interested in going through that whole process, I just put it in a plastic container and put it in the fridge. Got rid of the section that was like, uh, oh <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry. Um, got rid of the section that had the hole in it, the incriminating bit. The thing about it is that when I cut into it, I couldn't find my load anywhere. And I was just like, has the pumpkin absorbed my cum? Oh. Has it just like it was in the kind of the you know the the, the seedy oh. you know the seed kind of mushiness on the inside? No sign of cum. Yeah, completely gone. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, have I impregnated yeah. this pumpkin? It's like oh. absorbed my cum. Anyway, so the the pumpkin, the pumpkin, <laughs> the, the chopped up pumpkin just remained in the um in the container in the fridge. I just kind of forgot about it. And then like you know, could have been like a couple of weeks later. Jess is like call it out from the kitchen. She's just going through the fridge and she's like, we doing anything with this pumpkin? And I'm like, nah, just chuck it. <laughs> and I was at the market on Saturday 
and um and just getting some organic produce and there's these pumpkins on the ground like uh you know next to the next to the fruit and veg stand <laughs> and i'm just like kind of like i don't know like the like <laughs> the way that you might sort of feel if you were in the presence of someone that you had some sort of some sort of secret rendezvous with like it was like pumpkin we can't be seen in public together. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a one-time thing. <laughs> no direct eye contact. <laughs> Just like- <laughs> okay, I have two follow-up questions. Um, firstly, did you did you measure the circumference of your dick to make sure the hole in the pumpkin was was the right size? Because obviously, you didn't want it to be too cavernous or too small. Or did you just like eyeball that? And it I, worked out I, I miraculously. It, or? it worked out fine. Yeah, it was like, um, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Do you want to know did more? You, did you tell Jess about this? No, I never did. <laughs> I think, I think it, so it would have. I reckon you should one day. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, in fact, I think I will. I think it was just like, oh, like, I don't know, too like fresh. I couldn't too fresh. Yeah, yeah, like I just didn't I didn't have the energy to field the and actually it's really strange because I'm I'm usually so happy to do something like that. But I think that I think that um that maybe Jess Jess's reactions to some of my behaviors like that um are slightly more on the disgusted side of the spectrum and less on the amused side. And I'm really aiming for like straight down the center. <laughs> like it's got to be like, you got, you got to, we got to be able yeah. to laugh about it. Yeah. And she would laugh about it, but I don't know. I guess I just, I, I just didn't, I didn't want to, but I, sh- I definitely will tell her. Okay. Here's my theory. I think it's because one, it's one of those stories that like when it's just happened, it's a little bit fresh. It's definitely like <laughs> way funnier if you tell someone in hindsight when it's all kind of cooled, cooled out, the pumpkin's long gone. It's not still fucking in your fridge with your ab- absorbed cum. <laughs> and what happened is that you didn't eat your cum afterwards. So you were so depleted. You didn't have the energy to face that conversation, which is so fair enough. You'd missed out on your daily dose of, you know, <laughs> the zinc and all the things. <laughs> anyway. That I was guess. it. <laughs> that was it. I didn't, I didn't, I yeah. didn't get into it while it was hot, which actually makes me think something I wanted to say earlier. Um, you were talking about saving the piss in the jar <clears throat> for when you're going to shower later. And then it's like cold piss and how it's like, there's something so much more offensive about that. Because, like, you know. Oh, cold jizz is bleh. No, yeah, no, fuck that. Like, don't want to fucking bar of it. And it goes cold, <laughs> like, real quick, you know. you got to get it while it's hot. And, you know, after cutting the mm-hmm. pumpkin open and, like, finding that it was just seeds, it was like, I would have been choking down, like, a bunch of just fucking uh, pepitas, I guess. And that could have been okay, but they weren't, like, roasted or whatever the fuck they do to them to make them so, no, no. like, fun to eat. Yeah. They were just covered in my cum, <laughs> which wasn't yeah. enough to entice me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was really good. That you are pulling out all the stops. Like this is, I was like not sure. I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll know some of these stories, and others will be like pretty predictable, like or at least not surprising. But like, no, nah, you've completely surprised me. <laughs> but um, 
I mean, why is it only women who get to use fruit and vegetables as masturbatory aids? You know, um, that's exactly that's that's good, good that's my you. thoughts exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally, and kind of more <laughs> on in that sort of realm. I mean, I I think that we probably can't, we couldn't really say that it wouldn't be fair to say that society smiles more upon uh like you know a woman's pleasure than they do a man's but there does seem to be this weird this weird sort of disparity when it comes to um like sex aids and stuff masturbatory aids where it's like if if Mm. someone with a someone with a vulva has a dildo it's kind of like hey you got a dildo feels like it's kind of normal but then like you know i bought a flashlight like I think I told you about this actually like probably a month ago and mm. it's something I wanted to do for so long, but there's like this weird kind of, you know, like it's not okay to do that or something. And like, that's completely yeah. on men. I'm not blaming society totally. so much as just like dudes being like, what are you like? It's kind of like, why don't you just get late? Can't you get late? And it's like, come off it. Like everyone's jacking off all the time. Like now and I'm just doing it in style, you know, <laughs> now I'm spending a hundred bucks on this thing. And like, and it's no, it's, it's no different from, uh, from, from someone, I guess, you know, vulva or no, like owning a dildo. Cause you can get one to your bum hole, which mm. <laughs> I suppose everyone has just about. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I got a flashlight and I'm proud. <laughs> God, maybe you can use the flashlight while you do the McSavage Big Brekkie tomorrow morning. And I'll that, take a selfie yes. for us with like. <laughs> no, sorry, no, I'm just like 100% because it would. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how I go with the shitting, but there's something that I do with it where, um, to kind of better simulate sex. Um, I'm on a big TMI fucking. <laughs> I'm a TMI spree right love now. Love it, love um, it. But what I'll do is <laughs> I'll I'll put it. I'll get the flashlight. And I'll sandwich it between the bed base and the mattress. So it's kind of held there, like at approximately groin level. And I can just kind of have sex with it into the bed, which would free up both my hands mm. to rip a bong. But I don't know how I'd go taking a shit in my bedroom. Doing it on the dunny. Yeah, oh, no. like you want to do it on Wait, the dunny. Let's not. Let's not. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you'd get around that. You might need. You might need a friend. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave it, the details to you. But if you do manage to pull it off, please let us know. We are all very invested and want to be kept in the loop. <laughs> um, wow, that's fucking blown me out of the water. What have I got? Let me just. Sir. Um, well, oh, got a fair few. Lockie's, ugh, Lockie's good ones. I'm just going to tell another one of Lockie's because they're just, they're just so good. Um, so Quickfire, he was, uh, like in his uni days, I think, just one of those like filthy, rotty little boys who don't wash their sheets, probably don't actually have sheets, let's face it. Um, and he would just have like the same pillow slip on for so fucking long. And he was like, he was banging this chick and like put the the pillow under a bum so that you know to raise the pelvis because it's a better angle. We've all done it. It's a Classic great sex lord move. Um, but 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and and she, I guess I don't know, her bum like smudged around on it a bunch because he um he slept on that that pillow and got pink eye off it. <laughs> like, and this happened like, more than once. <laughs> I was like, bro, wash your pillow. <laughs> um, and then, and then another one of his that I love, which is just too good and mortifying. Like, if it happened to me, oh god. So he was like at a party and pretty drunk, you know, probably uni days as well, and was outside on this couch, like hooking up with this chick. Like, started going down on her was kind of like kneeling on the the deck and she was on the couch, I think. And he did a little vomit um, and and basically (laughs) felt it come up and into his mouth and just like suctioned his mouth around her vulva to to sort of seal the edges and just had to swallow the vomit down again. And then that made him vomit again. It happened like three times and he just had to like keep swallowing his own vomit and like oh. sucking it off her pussy and just carrying on. Otherwise, she would have known that he'd like boffed on her box. <laughs> and what so if she's bad. like, what if she's like, oh my God, what's this technique he's using? What is, what even is that? And he's just like, rawr, repeatedly throwing up and slurping his vomit off her. I mean, that, that might feel amazing. <laughs> like the fact that it's vomit is oh, yeah. obviously like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like that that terrifies me that's you know i mean it's a safe tmi space and like you know what people get up to is completely yeah. fine but it probably would horrify anyone to know that that's vomit that's going on their vulva mm. that's fantastic yeah yeah fabulous story i was just like what the fuck you are so full of these um yeah so that was <laughs> Please interject if you have one while I scroll through my other ones. Well, I've got one that's not so much like a story as much as it is a concept that I want to bring to the table and discuss with you, which is that Mm -hmm. um, it has long been my opinion that the kind of lubrication that occurs occurs inside a vagina when, um, when um, when they're on their period, when the person's on their period, It's like the combination of like the the usual kind of lubrication that's there that comes up like when they're aroused combined with like the viscosity of like the menstrual blood. Just I'm like fucking way into it. Like it feels like it's like a different kind. It's a different sort of friction to it. There's a different there's something to it that's just like fucking awesome. And I just wanted to. Yeah. I, I Like, what do you think about that? Are you, in, are you into that? Is that? <laughs> well i guess it's different for me because like i don't have a penis i'm kind of in the reciprocal um role there but so actually like it's surprising to know this but um your menstrual phase of the cycle is actually quite a dry one in terms of like natural vaginal lubrication and um cervical mucus i think because you are bleeding so there's already this other fluid coming through um and just because of what your hormones are doing like it's kind of a dry period um Mm. but that's kind of like made up for by the blood so the blood can act as like a lubrication and it is it's like really viscous like slippery it's it's mixed with cervical mucus so the blood is not like just regular um blood like if you cut yourself it's way more viscous and slimy and i have heard other people um with penises really enjoy it um 
well, every everyone seems to enjoy it. Um, that are into it is you know people that are into it are fucking into it. And actually, I just had um, a guest on Tamika Wilder who goes by the Orgasmic Mama. We just recorded an episode this morning, so it might be coming out either last week or next week. Um, but she, her TMI story was all about how she just fucking froths period sex and she made <laughs> slurpy noises. It was very funny. Um, and yeah, it's like, and actually that fucking reminds me of a, I'm, this is the perfect segue to play a TMI story that a listener sent in. And it's about period sex and I'm just going to like scroll through my phone and try to find it. Here we go. And I'm just going to like, I guess, try to play it through the mic. Let me see. So she's snuck into her boyfriend's tent and she's got her period. Here we go. When he saw me, he pulled my pants down and... I told him that I was on my period, but he didn't care. And he just got my tampon tail in between his teeth and he just pulled it out and then just like flung it with his <laughs> mouth outside the tent. And it got me right off. And it was one of the hottest things I, I probably argue probably the hottest thing that um or the hottest experience that I've had and I think it was just because he was clearly didn't give a fuck and was so ravenous for me and did not care at all that I had been sitting in a car for like four hours and this tampon was pretty blood through. Yeah, it was really hot. I'm telling you this while I'm sitting on the toilet, which is probably also TMI. Mm. Just finish number two. <laughs> I finished it before I started talking to you. Um, but anyway, I'm all about the TMI. And I love your motivation for doing this. And yeah, that is my story. And it's really fucking hot. And now I, ever since I have just really raved on about period sex because there is something so fucking magnificent and adoring about being with someone and wanting to fucking devour them despite being on their period. So hot. What a fucking guy. And to this day, I still, you know, he kind of fucking ruined me. (laughs) And now I have this bar of, if you are not willing to fucking mung out on my bleeding vagina, then, you know, what are you doing? with your life and well, what are you even with me for you know it, it's really set the bar and he was so fucking good at dirty talk just so descriptive all the details and i will say that the way that it affected me is that now i 
approach my sexual interactions with people through a lens of I'm going to fucking just eat all of you. I want all of you in my mouth. When that is eating pussy, I'm, I just want it all on my face and just want to be, yeah, just towering down on all the things. And when, and, and buttholes too, male or female or anything in between, I just want clean, has to be very clean, but Clean buttholes in my mouth. I have a mug that my husband made for me about women. Because I'm very passionate about putting these things in my mouth. And every part of my, my lover's partners, I want them all in my mouth. And another, another body part, armpits. It's just something <laughs> really fucking deep about putting the parts of other people in our mouths that are stigmatized, that we are taught are smelly or dirty or raw or naughty or whatever. And there's just something so fucking liberating and loving about putting all of that in our mouths and devouring it hungrily. So that was his lasting impression on me, and I'm really fucking grateful for that just feels so good to give and receive that kind of energy. Woo! Damn! Fuck yeah! Oh my god! There's a lot in there. That's inspiring. Yep. I love that. That's so good. I fucking yeah. That that just energy of like fucking like all 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 decency out the window. I must have you. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of like your um your screening sort of criteria being like you know you've got to let me suck my own jizz off your body um she's like if you're not if you're not gonna mung down on my bloody vagina what are you doing with your life (laughs) yeah she was like what (laughs) then what are you here for as though it's like it's like the central attraction of of her like if you're not here for the four-hour car trip old tampon um vagina then I don't know what you could possibly see in me. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> that's that's great. That was really beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. That's a friend of mine. She's yeah, pretty phenomenal. Um, and obviously gets around stuff like super hard. And there is something so special about someone who, like, you know, I had people send in stories about getting their period and then being afraid to tell their partner or this or that happening and then their partner just responding really beautifully about it and being like what do you mean that's no big deal like let's fucking go and it's just like yeah great that's how it should be ideally or at least some of the time you need to have some experiences of someone like just not treating your body like it's this gross sort of unsanitary thing that they want to stay away from if it's doing like anything unpredictable or you know i think we get really conditioned to feel like bodies are super gross genitals are gross discharge is gross it's all gross um and so i think it's really cool when people just totally like shirk that and are like i'm gonna eat my own jizz i'm gonna fucking suck back some period blood I'm going to, like, <laughs> drink my beers. I mean, you're ticking a lot of boxes here. Um, yeah, it's like it's something, yeah, I, I feel like I've experienced that that kind of vibe a couple of times where, I mean, it, it hasn't necessarily been that 
you know, someone has like ravenously wanted like my body when it's, you know, not in a hygienic state or something, but it's more just experiencing someone's, someone taking a complete lack of offense to my body and just being completely mm-hmm. like, you know, just not offended by, you know, if I've got like, mm-hmm. you know, just like a day old dick smelly or something or like, or a smelly <laughs> belly button. That's it. Um, <laughs> you know, someone just being like, being, being like, you know, you, you can still say like, uh, you know, you should clean your belly button. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but remember when you had that boil in your belly button? Yeah, when I had some sort of belly button infection. Yeah, it was pretty bad. (laughs) So stinky. Yeah, it was fucking rag. It was bad. I did not. I wasn't taking care of myself properly. (laughs) No, yeah, totally. Absolutely. You couldn't be blamed. There was a lot of there was a lot of things wrong with that picture. Um uh but yeah, just when 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 someone is is unoffended by your body. And it's just like fucking pure medicine, you know? It's just like, mm, mm. I'm all right then. Like, I'm fine. And like, yeah. and especially if you can just have that consistently over a sexual relationship, it's like such a beautiful thing. And then suddenly mm. you're just walking around like nothing's actually wrong with my body. That's like what I, like what I have with like the scars on my chest, which are probably a bit more mm. crazy now than the last time you saw them. But, um, right, uh, yeah, like there's something. Yeah, keloid scars. So for anyone listening and not who can't have a visual, they're just like raised scars. And, um, like naturally they're a real shock to have on your body. It's like just because they're, they're unusual. And, um, and mm-hmm. the, and like, and, and you know, I've, I've, I've had surgeries and I've gone through these whole massive processes to kind of get rid of them at times. And it's been pretty painful and pretty hard. Um, but in the last few years, you know, I've just, I've had, I've had partners or even just people near me, uh, just look at them and be like at worst fascinated and like never disgusted or horrified, like finding them, finding them really interesting or finding them actually kind of cool or beautiful or something. And, um, and yeah, it's like, it's really helped me with my, with my own body. I'm just like, fuck it. I actually think I'm probably not even going to bother with anything to do with treating them in the future. I'll just leave them because they're fine and they're just part of my skin yeah you know yeah totally yeah i remember being like super into them i i the more i fell in love with you the more endeared i was to them and i ended up thinking they were like these really cute little things that like made your body unique and identifiable and um not <laughs> need to identify your body without <laughs> a crowd the like, face <laughs> or something curious. yeah but like i don't know it was just it's just this like unique thing and so you know, I got around it. Um, and yeah, I totally agree. It's so fucking healing. It is medicine when someone just completely, yeah, yeah, just isn't repulsed with you. Cause I feel like, you know, often we're repulsed by our own bodies. I was really repulsed by my own body, by any kind of genitals, like, and, and, um, and the thing that like got, got me over that the most in the beginning was like people, I remember this dude, I was hooking up with it like a um a tantra training. He was like this sort of tantric guru dude and he um he just loved licking my armpits. Um he was I like, Don't this guy. and I wanna smell your essence. And then yeah. And then like also would be like 
don't don't yeah. wipe after you wee because I just want to like go down on you and just devour you all. And I was like, ew, gross, like so not into that, but also like kind of cool because now I don't have to feel like it took me ages to get around that mental block of feeling gross, but you can't really – you can't really just hang on to that when someone is so obviously like, give me your like fluids and I want to kill <laughs> yeah. you and I want you dirty. Like you just have to be like, all right, fuck. Well, you know, at least one person is into this. So it can't be that gross. And that really helped me a lot. Maybe and it's then also, not objectively like, gross. Own pussy juice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, which is just nice to like get that that feedback so that you can start healing that relationship with yourself and like not feeling as though you're revulsive, which I did. And I know a lot of people do. A lot of people are worried about what their pussy smells like, what they taste like, all of this stuff. And it's like, just what a bummer being in our heads about that stuff all the time and being so self-conscious and worried about the other person's experience. And more often than not, the other person is way into the experience they're having. And it's mostly our own kind of rejection of, of our bodies and our own perceptions of it being gross that like get in the way of us enjoying that, you know? Um, yeah, it took me years to let anyone go down on me as well. Cause I was just like, no fucking way. So gross. I don't want anyone to smell me or see me or like anything. It was just all like, Whoa, yuck, no way. Vagina. Ugh. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, 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 totally. Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've seriously got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in, and there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and valuable content, thought-provoking conversations, and just general support from a community of labial legends. It's a safe, non-judgmental space where where you can go to ask the questions that you can't ask anywhere else, seek advice or solidarity from other like-minded folk, tell stories that are usually too much for the average conversation, and also play a role in shaping the podcast with your input. So through this group, you can submit stories that you'd like me to read out for the TMI, Sand in My Clam, and Get Pregnant and Die segments. Um, and as well, you know, you can send in questions or topics that you would like covered on the potty. I'm always open to suggestions and input and you never know, you might hear your story on an episode. So my vision for the group is that it becomes a really rewarding, supportive, educational and hilarious resource for you to access and be a part of. So head over to the link in the show notes or just search up the Labia Lounge group on the old facey and I hope I see you in there. And now back to the episode yeah so in that story i don't know if you heard she mentioned that she's so into rimming that her partner made her a mug about rimming i fucking want to see that maybe i'll get a photo i'm gonna write a note i'm gonna message her and say can i see a photo of the mug because i have a mug of my oh my god you've got it okay shit oh god um let me write this down so i don't forget yeah well the story of that mug with a very close-up visceral photo of my anus um is that Lockie and i have been engaged in a bit of a um a bit of a brown eye war from like the moment we started dating we pretty much were just always like being silly and playful and like trying to kind of spring each other with like a surprise moony or like brown eye um and and we kind of i'm pretty sure like the first time (laughs) he told me he loved me was like when 
Um, I had just gotten him so good. Like he was laying down in the living room, just all relaxed. And I'd been in the kitchen making us cups of tea or whatever. And there was like curtains in between the two rooms. And I was just like, Hey, Lockie. And I'd kind of line my, my butthole up and like spread my cheeks. And I like, when he looked, I, I whipped the, the curtain aside and just gave him a, a full brown eye. And he was just so shocked and also enamored. He, he told me he loved me for the first time, which is pretty cool. But anyway, it just sort of started this whole, like, this whole thing where we were trying to one-up each other and I am like hands down winning because I get pretty creative and possibly like fixated and <laughs> competitive <laughs> stuff because it's funny. Um, but like, you know, for example, we'd be doing our grocery shopping in Coles in like Northgate in Melbourne and um, I'd be down one end of the aisle and, and we'd walk past like I could see down the aisle like he was at the other end and we are both walking in the same direction. So I'd like run into the next aisle and then just like drop my Dax and brown eye him <laughs> from the end of the, the Coles or Woolworths aisle. And like, yeah, it was it was a fun time. And then um, I can't remember any of the ways he got me, probably because they were so anticlimactic compared to my pure genius. Um, but yeah. <laughs> he's going to be listening to this like, you bitch. Um I'm sure there were some good moments. I'm sure he had some good moments, but it paled in comparison to mine because my commitment to the bit is like second to none. And so, you know, a year into our relationship, this has been going on for a while. And I, um, and I made, I got my new housemate that I just met to like take a really close up photo of my butthole. And mm. I got to put on a mug, um, by Vistaprint, <laughs> ordered it online. And, um, I and pity the poor I, person who had to handle I, that and put it in a box. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it's so funny when you make personalized gifts like that. And um because it's definitely not the first time I've done something like that. And um yeah, I think about the person in the warehouse or whatever. But um and it's also so funny. I don't know if you've ever ordered um like business cards or merch or stickers or something from one of those sites that does a whole bunch of different printing, but you put your design on the template and then at checkout they suggest a whole bunch of other they're like would you like a pen a personalized pen or a business card or a flyer or maybe a calendar and they give you these like photo examples of what your image would look like on all these different bits of merch so there was just this whole page of like butthole merch and i was like oh my god it's so tempting (laughs) Um, but yeah anyway i got the mug in the mail and 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 got his um morning coffee from the cafe brought it to him in bed because we're cute like that and we do that for each other sometimes and then um and and oh yeah and on one side of the mug was my close-up asshole which on this mug it was really glossy and glistening and it looked kind of wet it was so gross i was like whoa does my mm-hmm. asshole look like that is conflicting mm-hmm. um you know a little, little like curly black hairs and shit and i was like whoa um anyway and then on the other side of the mug <laughs> there, there it is oh god you can't see super clearly but Thank God. But anyway, there's my butthole mug. Um, and it's it's got got ya written on the other side of it. So um, he is <laughs> that side. And, it, yeah, and he drank his morning coffee and then, like, realized that it said got ya. And then, yep, there's a butthole on it. Anyway, and then <laughs> I don't know why I was telling Max about this, but turns out I just sent him one recently as well. You can just reorder that shit. So now – well, Max actually asked for a fanny pack from my merch. Um, you should check out all the Labia Lounge merch. It's pretty good. Um, and he asked for this specific fanny pack, um, you know, because he's made me all these beautiful jingles and, like, put in all this time. And I was like, oh, my God, of course. Like, of course I'll send you one. 
Um, actually, I've got to order that. But um, but then I just sent him a butthole mug instead because it's funny. <laughs> Do you remember the thing about that was that um, so the day that my fleshlight arrived, so this would have been, this was a few weeks ago now, maybe almost a month ago. Um, the day the fleshlight arrived, I like get it and like, you know, I've got these two boxes there and I've, I've got the large one that I knew what that was. The small one, I was like, this must be like, you know, the lube or something, you know, it seems like a kind of oddly shaped box for lube. And I take it all inside and I've been like, I've been keen for this moment for like weeks, like since I'd ordered it, I was like, fucking hell, it's going to be amazing. Like finally I'm going to experience this thing. Uh, uh, spoilers. It's got nothing on like a, a living vagina, <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Okay. Anyway, good. Good I to took it into the room and I, I, I crack it out and I'm like, okay, it's interesting, you know, kind of like prodding the, the strange kind of material that it's made out of. And, uh, and I, so I got that out and I was like, all right, so what's this other box? At this point, I'm like, I'm barring up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fucking like, I'm, I'm going to have sex with this flashlight. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. I'm like, what's in here though? Open up this box. It's this fucking visceral picture of Freya's anus on a fucking mug. And it was just like my dick like shot up into my body. It shot into my body so abruptly that it, it popped out inverted out of my anus. And I was just like, I don't think that I can masturbate right now. <laughs> because it's so on brand for you because it is funny. It also is just like slightly on the edge of like, oh, <laughs> it's like, I don't, I mean, yeah, at this that point, is on brand for me. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit I'm, I'm desensitized to it now a little bit. Like uh, I use it as my, um, because I, I just can't, I couldn't possibly bring this thing to my mouth. I use it as, um, as like, a uh, for, for watercolors, just like my, my, <laughs> Are you offended? I'm a little bit offended. Yeah, what the fuck, bro? I look. It's I can barely fine. handle totally this fucking thing. Drink from it. <laughs> no, but it lives on my desk. It's getting so much more use this way because if I go to the cupboard to make a cup of tea and I'm just trying to fucking chill out and drink a cup of tea, I'm probably not going to reach for the anus mug. But this way, it actually is getting so much more use. Than it would otherwise, and it lives on my right. desk where I can, where I unfortunately have to See look it at every it every day, day. <laughs> <laughs> until that. it doesn't yeah, okay. offend right. the eye. <laughs> I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, good. Oh, mm. it seems like it's getting more use than the one in our fucking house. Um, but at one point, Lockie was living in a share house, and he had it in the cupboard, and like um, the mother of the chick living in the share house. Um, was just drinking out of it in her morning coffee and was like so unfazed. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that must have been a sex positive household to grow up in. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Excuse this unseemly interruption, my darlings. I must ask a wee little favor of you. I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab, and the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings make it more likely to get recognized by the algorithmic gods and suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel pretty good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. 
Now, I promise I don't maz over them or anything like that. I mostly just read them out to Locke with a big grin on my face and he says something like, see, you're killing it. Proud of you, babe. And then I tuck it away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed. So, you know, doing this really does make a difference and is an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Well, now that would be kind of crazy. Crazy awesome, obviously. Like that would be super ideal. Would love that. If you're writing a review though, just be sure to only use G-rated words because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality and all that good stuff, the platforms censor words like sex and won't actually show your review lame. Anyway, oh, 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 you're going to do it right now while I wait? Oh, yeah. No, no. Awesome. Great. That's like, yeah, great idea. May as well just like quickly click that five-star button before we get on with it and, you know, forget or whatever. I mean, life just kind of gets in the way sometimes. So, I totally agree. It would be best to just do it now while we're talking about it, you know, while, while we're on the topic. Totally, totally, totally. Yep. Oh, Oh, I can feel those five-star reviews rolling in. Mm, fuck yeah. All right, all right. Well, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem, and I'll let you get back to the episode now. Love ya. Hey, I've got one more TMI that I think might be good yeah. for, for my, my final one, if you're interested in hearing it. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, so you might remember um, it was a couple of months ago uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I filled you in on it. I was, I was asking you about fasting before, uh, tripping balls and mm-hmm. yeah. So I, um, I, I ended up fasting for three days before, um, before taking acid. Uh, and I, you know, I abstained from like all kinds of things. Like I wasn't, I wasn't smoking or eating or like jacking off. I think I've been on the Noah Jack for a while, actually. Um, it might have been like a couple of weeks or something. And so I take the acid. I do an acid nap, um, and, uh, and, and drop it and, and go lie down and then like wake up tripping. And I just woke up into this, like, it was like pure fucking sexuality. Like it was so visceral. I couldn't actually get out of bed because I was just writhing orgasmically for like, it was like the better part of the trip. Like, I mean, it was at least like wow. an hour and a half, nearly two hours. Wow. I was just like, oh my God, like definitely going to do that shit again. It was so amazing. Um, and, um, and so I got up and like th- this trip was just fucking straight to the dome. It was insane. I could like, I could hardly do anything. I was weak as a kitten. I was just floating around the house like a cloud. Um, completely beautiful. And then, um, as it got into the evening and, and things started kind of winding down, um, I was just like rampantly horny. And so I, I was like, all right, I'm going to curate a bit of a vibe for myself. Um, I, I went in the bathroom, which is like a really amazing bathroom. It was all very open and, um, and just nice. And I, I put on some like, uh, what do you call it? Just audio pornography. Um, that was this sort of 
it was actually really amazing. Um, I was kind of taken aback because it's not usually my bag, but I was like, we're going to go like sensory deprivation on this and like really hone in on the, um, you know, and, um, (laughs) and so I've had this electric razor for some time. That's, it's a complete fucking gimmick. It's just like a normal, your normal kind of disposable razor, except that it's got a button on the handle that makes it vibrate. And, I think it's, I think it is designed to just rope people into, uh, like, you know, people see it and they're like, the vibrating handle, hey. And, and there's like a little bit of intrigue in that. Like, I think with anything that vibrates, there's a bit of like, maybe it has other applications. And I think that's maybe what motivated me to get it. Cause it was like, I don't, why would I need my fucking razor to vibrate? This is completely stupid. And so I got it and I was like, all right. I kind of been using it in an external way, like a couple of times. I was just like, Oh, you know, take, take the actual razor part off, obviously. Um, because that's unsafe. Thank God. But so I, I was like, I was sitting down, uh, like in this kind of open plan shower, just completely, completely filled the room with steam, like closed the window, no exhaust fan. I was home alone and, uh, put on this audio porn and just had this hectic maz. That, and I and I wasn't intending to ejaculate. I was going to keep holding it. But then I got this. I got this. This the handle of this electric razor, and in this like this, I, I was so seized by. I was so seized by the energy of the moment that I was just like fucking. Oh my god! I want it all the way in there, and I like put it all the way in. And I think it was. It could have been my first experience with like stimulating my prostate this fucking like thing like right in there and just fucking came so much everywhere. It was like an instant thing, just like pushing a button. It was completely fucked. And I'm just there in the dark. Like I can feel like my own cum all over me. Um, you know, slept up as much of it as I could. <laughs> and, um, and, and, uh, yeah, turn, turn the lights on and, um, yeah, that's my that's my final story of the day. <laughs> Love that for you. Your first anal gasm. That's dope. That sounds like an all round, very orgasmic few hours. I mean, whoa. You were maxing out on the pleasure there. That's oh, I'm happy for you. And do you think you're gonna like do more mm. butt stuff soon then? Has that opened a, a door for you? A back door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um Maybe like I, I actually, yeah, like that reminds me that I was like, I was like, I should get a butt plug and kind of explore that sort of stuff. It sort of didn't. Yeah. It's like, it didn't, it didn't open the door. Like it didn't fling the door open, you know, to expose all the possibilities within. It was more like the door opened sufficiently for me to be like, okay, there's, I'm sure there's some possibilities in there. Um, Yeah. Not seized by it. I think that, like that experience, it was amazing, but it's not, it's not really what I want from, uh, like how instantaneous it was. Yeah. Like I prefer to be kind of riding a wave and it was pretty much just like, boom, you're there. So mm-hmm. maybe like there's ways of kind of approaching it more gently. Like I, I think that I just went straight for the button with something that would just fucking hit it and like yeah. give it a good fucking, give it a red hot go. 
Um, mm-hmm. and maybe like there's gentler ways to approach it, but yeah, definitely interested in exploring, uh, but also not so interested that I instantly went and got a bunch of things to put in my anus. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, start with like the low cost <laughs> option, which is probably just some more veggies. Um, and then if you really get a taste for it, then <laughs> invest. <laughs> um, whoa, a radish. Sick. Yeah. Like a long radish <laughs> or a stumpy carrot. I can think you get a carrot with like just get get some of the odd bunch carrots because they got funny shapes. And um yeah, that could be a mm. good place to start. <laughs> anyway, we can talk a li- we can talk about that off air. Um Hey, me again. If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can also buy some dope merch from my website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs. Yep, you heard that right. I even have labia lounge bathers or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. Or if fashion isn't your passion, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which I actually call Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte, because I'll be the first to admit I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. Um, so you can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. Every bit helps, because it's not cheap to put out a sweet podcast into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I will be undyingly grateful if you support me financially in this way and if you like i'll even give you a mental bj with my mind from the lounge itself which is at this early stage in double l history just the spare bedroom at my house (laughs) anyway i'll pop the links in the show notes later i'm just conscious of time i feel like we're gonna have to do another in the future because i have heaps more but i reckon we should wrap it up there um and i'm actually also doing another tmi episode with um uh, Kat Hennessy, who I've been on her podcast, Cats Out of the Bag, a couple of times now, and we're going to do like a double epi. Um, <clears throat> and I'm sure she's got a whole bunch of stories, but yeah, I wouldn't mind making this like a regular thing. So collect all your stories, Max, and all of you listeners start sending me in some fodder. I've still got a few here that I didn't read out that I'll save for next time. That um that beautiful open-minded listeners have sent me in i'm so grateful and it's been such a laugh reading people's stories it's just the best i feel like it's just peak career moment when you're like sick i've got these changes um and friends are like sending me really personal and graphic stories um to read on my (laughs) podcast where i get to swear and talk about sex and it's yeah it's super dope so very grateful very very much enjoyed myself Thank you so much, Max. That was um, that was fire. I think we nailed that. That was really fun. This is a. <laughs> I love this topic of conversation. So, like, yeah. yeah if you wanna, if you wanna have me back to talk about this shit again, I'd be so keen. It's got me all razzed. I was like a little anxious at first, and now I'm just like, oh my god, like I could fucking talk about this shit all day. Well, maybe no, not. I think addictive. I actually need a nap now because this has all been very exciting. <laughs> so exciting i know i'm i'm potentially i was i i need it the real reason i'm calling it here um because i'm not one to shy away from an, a stupidly long podcast episode as you know uh but i actually am getting close to the point of needing to piss in my tea mug so i'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but- time to wash your hair <laughs> yeah
Um, sick. Yeah, well, let's definitely do another one. Um, and everyone collect your stories because this is heaps of fun and it's destigmatizing stuff and giving you a lull um, at the same time, which is my favorite. Very, very on brand. Um, cool. Love, 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 love ya. I'm gonna stop recording. And yeah, thanks, Max. My pleasure. Love you too. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me. And that's it, darling hearts. Thank you for stopping by the Labia Lounge. Your bum groove in the couch will be right where you left it, just waiting for you to sink back in for some more double L action next time. And in the meantime, if you'd be a dear and subscribe, share this episode, or leave a review on iTunes, then you can pat yourself on the snatch because that, my dear, is a downright act of sex-positive feminist activism. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT, and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.